Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. This is the fourth installment on delusions. I've been talking to you this last week on trends that are killing America, a downward grade, a maelstrom of destruction that our country is headed for if we continue in these trends. And I've been talking all this week about the delusions. You know, there's a difference between an illusion and a delusion. An illusion is something that appears to be right, but it's not. It appears to be something that it's not. But a delusion is kind of the same thing, except that it it carries with it false practices, false teaching that is dangerous. Today, I believe we're going to cover what is perhaps the most dangerous of all the delusions. And that is the danger and the false thinking that being religious is going to get you to heaven. That's probably one of the most dangerous part of our delusions that our country is falling into. We've been a very religious country, a Christian religious country. Here in the South, where I'm now living, it's hard to find someone who doesn't believe in Jesus, someone who doesn't believe that they're going to heaven. But the fact is that many that are here are not. The Bible says, many, many will say to me that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, did many wonderful works? Then the most sad words in the whole Bible, then I will say unto them, depart from me, I never knew you. There are many people out there who, who are under this illusion, delusion that they're saved and they're not. James Kennedy, who wrote Evangelism Explosion, very big in evangelism in America, he said this, the vast majority of people who are members of churches in America today are not Christians. I say this without the slightest fear of contradiction. I base it on the empirical evidence of 24 years of examining thousands of people. One of the great preachers of our day is saying that the vast majority, not just large numbers, the majority of people who are members of churches in America today are not Christians. A.W. Tozer said this, is my opinion that tens of thousands, if not millions, have been brought into some kind of religious experience by accepting Christ, and they have not been saved. The delusion of being religious and thinking you're a good person and you're going to earn your salvation by being religious and good and just praying to Jesus that you're going to heaven. And I'm here to tell you this delusion will determine if you're in it. You could lose your soul for all eternity. And I beg of you today to listen carefully and examine yourself to see if you are of the faith. The fact is, is that we've grown up in a day. We've now been developing a message in our churches where judgment has been jettisoned to the side We're not going to preach anything negative, and we're going to tell the people good news. We're tickling the ears of the masses. Here's what the world wants. The Bible tells us what the world wants. 2 Timothy 4.3 and verse 4. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, 
But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. Not preachers, but teachers. And thus shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. This is the religious crowd that we're talking about. They're going to come to a point where they're saying, we don't want that sound doctrine. That sounds hard. That sounds rough. That sounds judgmental. The Bible says, you know, judge not. And so we make church a happy, clappy place. And we are following more the things of the world than we're following the things of God. And we're hiring ourselves very great communicators. And they're smooth. And they're sincere. They, they really believe they're doing God's work. That's a sad thing. And they've been indoctrinated, diluted into thinking that big numbers mean success. If it's big, then God must be blessing it, right? Here's what I started following when I came out of Bible college. And many of us young people were coming out of there following this. And I went to a great Bible college at the time it was. Today it slipped. There was a time when, uh, when one of the greatest preacher factories in the world, which I attended, produced some great preachers of the past. But we started getting introduced to people like Rick Warren and people of, the, of this thought path, of these church growth gurus. And here's what we were being told, and it's introduced to us this way. Fellas, do you want to work hard or do you want to work smart? Well, sign me up for hard. <laughs> no one's going to do that. We want to work smart. We want to be clever. We want to be uh, better and smarter than our companions. And here's what we were told. Don't, and I, and I took these courses. Rick Warren, I remember him saying it. Clear as day. And I bought it, sadly. Don't tell them what they are. Tell them what they can be. Don't be negative. Don't tell them they're sinners bound for hell. And instead, tell them what they can be. They can be saints. They can be children of God and live victorious life and focus on the positive side. He said, if we figure out how to sell the gospel, uh, how to share the gospel like we sell soap, we'll build a big church. Soap's clean and it cleans up lives and it does. And so just focus on the sizzle the, the the sell the sizzle and sell the what's what's uh, positive about it people don't have a problem with jesus they just have a problem with how we present jesus it's too negative you have to take away the judgment and the sin and the damnation don't preach sermons share messages and this was going on through the 80s and 90s We've had 30, 40 years of it. You drive down the road and you watch what churches seem to be pulling in where the crowds are assembling. And they've got the fancy music and lights and stage and, and all the production and it is an entertainment. And it's fun. Man, it, sound, it, it looks like a lot of fun. For the time will come, the Bible told us. They will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They have itching ears. They, don't want, they want to hear something nice. They want to be encouraged. They want to be pumped up. 
and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. So that's what they want. Here's what God says in the, in the verses leading up to it. We were reading from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. Let's look what God says that we're supposed to be doing, verse 1 and 2. I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. In other words, we got serious business we're talking about. We're talking about the souls of eternity. They're weighing in a balance. And I charge you, a child of God, the preacher of God's word, that has the duty to share forth the word of God, what you do will determine the destiny of souls for all eternity. For I am coming and I will judge the quick and the dead. It's going to happen. And so here's what you're to do in verse number two. Preach the word. Preach it. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. But no, they want to cast away their ears from the doctrine. They don't want to hear the preaching. They want teachers. Their ears desire something else. And so, trust me, the devil will find a way to get it to them if that's what they want. Paul addressed this to his letter to the Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22, for the Jews require a sign. They want a sign. They, you know, show me a sign. Show me something that, you know, marvelous and something, you know, a, a, a signal and, and uh, g- g- give me something that, that I can hold on to that I can see, something I can follow. But the Greeks seek after wisdom. So you got one side, one group of the people, they want this. And another group, we want something wise. We want something intellectual. You know, we want to be fed. We want to, you know, we, we, we want to, you know, our brain scratched and we want to get deep into the weeds and do some heavy thinking here. So that's what the world wants. Some wants a sign. Some wants some, you know, intellectual stuff. But here's what God said you need. Verse 23, the very next verse. But we preach Christ crucified. We bring crucifixion. We bring blood. We bring judgment. We bring death. We bring uh, a stumbling. It's a stumbling block to the Jews and it's foolishness to the Greeks. But I'm here to tell you that my wisdom is greater than man's wisdom. That's what they need. Michael Yusuf, who's become a great preacher in the United States, he was born in Egypt. He knows the issues of Islam. Because of that, I've gotten acquainted with him. Egyptian pastor in Atlanta, Revealed an incident in his recent book, Their Hope for This Present Crisis. One day when, he, when Yusuf was a young preacher, a successful preacher of a very large church, came to hear the younger Michael Yusuf preach a sermon. And after the sermon, he took him aside and he said, I hope you'll take in the spirit which I'm giving this to you there. And I'm sure you want to reach many for Christ, but if you're going to keep preaching sermons like that, of judgment and sin and repentance, you're going to fail. You've you got to stop being too negative. You got to you got to start making the message happy and positive sermons that make people feel good about themselves. And you do that and you'll build a great church. Yusuf considered it. After all, this guy's church was large and thriving and Yusuf's church was tiny and struggling. And he felt as if God was speaking to him and saying, "I would rather you reach heaven with a handful of people who come to faith through your uncompromised preaching." 
than have you entertain tens of thousands who will curse you from hell because you compromise my truth. And he made a determination that day, and he vowed to God that as long as God had gave, gave him breath, that he would proclaim the truth of God. Whether people loved him or hated him, whether they praised him or loathed him, he would hold fast to the teachings of Jesus and the truth of God's word. Martin Luther said this, Satan has raised up such a sect as to teach that men should not be terrified by the law, by judgment and sin. They shouldn't be terrified by that, but gently exhorted by the preaching of the grace of Christ. Then he went on to say the first duty of the gospel preacher is to declare God's law and to show the nature of sin. If you do not use the law in gospel proclamation, which reveals man's sin, if you don't do it, you will fill the church with false converts, he said. Charles Finney, one of the great preachers of the Second Great Great Awakening, he said this, to overlook the instructing of souls in, in sin and preaching of the law, it will, will result in a false hope and it will introduce a false standard of the Christian experience and will fill the church with false converts. I'm here to tell you, friends, that the delusion is wide in many parts of this nation. And I call upon you to take an inward look and consider yourself to see how you stand in the balance. See if you are of the faith. What a disaster and tragedy it would be if you would hear this warning and reject it and find yourself in hell. God forbid it. If you want to find out, how you can find Christ. Get in touch with us at fortressoffaith.com. God bless you. Join us again next week at the Corner of Truth and Courage.